Hello, welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different states who are excited to talk to each other and also to learn and grow alongside of each of you. My name is Megan. I'm Kristen. And I'm Lauren. Hey, sisters. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. That sounded sexy. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah. Hey, I'm really embracing my voice. I used to hate my voice, but I'm getting used to it. I love, I love it. your voice. Oh, thank you. I do too. It's calming, I feel mm-hmm. like. I feel like y'all's are calming. <laughs> hey, I everyone. I feel like I sound too valley girl, like, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> well, you just said like three times. There you but- go. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been I think on- we all three do that, though. Yeah. It's no big deal. I know that I say like a ton. I have been more active on Marco Polo talking to a few friends on there. And sometimes I'll watch myself back and it's so annoying. Cause <laughs> I, and I'll apologize. I'm, I, I just almost said it because I say like a lot. So feel free to correct me. And sorry, listeners, if uh, we oversay the word like. Speaking of like, you know, oh, I just said it again. But speaking of watching yourself back, like, you know, a lot of people don't like to hear their voice. Well, my episode of Chopped came on as a replay yesterday and I watched it for the first time in years and I was dying laughing because I was like, oh, my God, I sweat so much. Like I literally (laughs) look like the dude. If y'all have y'all seen the movie Bedazzled? with uh, Brandon Frazier where the devil turns him into a professional basketball player and he's just like pouring water sweat (laughs) I was like that's me I'm that I'm that guy or I'm Michael Jordan where they're just like just rainfall and I'm like I look crazy I didn't realize I had such a sweat problem I I didn't think you did everybody sweat on that show like it wasn't just you like it was like (laughs) I feel like Janique sweat a lot too because I remember watching and being like Oh my gosh, they are working so hard. Like they are, it's like a workout in there. Like, oh, it looks so stressful. Looks like my uh, worst nightmare. I hate cooking. <laughs> I was just cracking up because I was like, I look insane. But anyway, that's just that's Megan's living hell is <laughs> cooking uh, in the yeah. kitchen on national television. On somebody filming me, first of all, so I'm super self conscious. And then having to cook I would literally just lay down like I'd be the (laughs) the worst person for that show so So funny well hey everyone we're so glad that you're here with us another week and today it was funny because we've been on our topic list has been the topic of peace which we were thinking about talking about but (laughs) Megan and Kristen were saying with you yeah Megan and Kristen were saying we're not feeling so peaceful today so We'll save that for another time because we want it to be authentic. And so today we are just going to share real life with you. We're going to talk about how we feel stuck and how we feel stuck and maybe share that with you. And I'm sure that you will relate. Here we are, what, seven, seven months since all of this craziness started and we're still here, but... Yeah, I don't know if it's just comes and goes in waves, right? Yeah, for sure. So Kristen, you shared recently on our stories on Instagram, a really vulnerable video 
on IGTV about how this past weekend you were just feeling super down on yourself and just had a dark moment. And why don't, do you want to talk about that a little bit and share whatever you want to share on it? Yeah, I think, uh, I literally had a breakdown on Sunday and a revelation that like, I, when I don't feel good in my own skin or I'm not feeling good about myself, I tend to like become a hermit, meaning like I don't want to leave my house, Mm -hmm. sometimes not even my bed. Um, And so I just realized that I'm kind of in that mode right now because like I said, I'm just, you know, this sounds probably silly, but I'm the heaviest I've ever been. And I just don't feel good in my own skin. And it's hard to like, and my clothes (laughs) don't fit right. Like I don't have many clothes that fit me right now. And so it's like, I don't even want to get dressed and like do my thing. Yeah. And so I, you know, what made the real breakdown happen on Sunday was a video was posted of me on Instagram. And I was just like, oh my God, like, I don't even know who that is. Like, it doesn't even seem like it looks like myself. And so it was just really it was just a really dark moment, but I'm thankful for it. Cause it, I don't know when you get like so dark, it's, or it almost like wakes you up to where you're like, Oh wow, I'm in a depression mm-hmm. <laughs> and didn't even yeah. know it. And so I'm thankful for it. Cause it like woke me up and I was like, all right, it's time to do something about it. You know, mm-hmm. like get yourself out of, we can do this. And so that's when I just decided to put a plan together and, I'm going to stick to it. Me and my husband have had some really great vulnerable conversations Um, because too, it's like, I feel like when I'm in that state, like how can anyone love me, (laughs) you know? And it was good to have a vulnerable conversation with Michael where he was reminding me like, Kristen, it doesn't matter. Like, I love you and I'm here. I'm, I'm here to stick with you and get you through this and be by your side. So yeah, it was just really And we love you. Yeah. Yeah, That video made me cry. I was like, what? Stop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was felt so, you know, it's hard to, cause you, all the thoughts, like I sent it to y'all before I posted it. Cause I'm like, are people going to think I'm just ridiculous? Like it's, it's, it's hard to be vulnerable. <laughs> oh yeah. It's so hard. I'm it really is not hard. good at it. But I think too, like you said, in a way it's freeing, not only for you, but when you're able to be that vulnerable to an audience, I think so many people relate and what you're feeling is definitely not uncommon. And I've been there, you know, where uh, we'll get invited somewhere and I'm just not feeling great about myself. And so I'd rather say no than go have a great time with friends. So I, I've definitely been there in the past, but I think it's just a process of just learning to love ourselves where we are at today. And I know that it sounds cliche and it sounds great. You know, I know sometimes I'll hear that and it, you know, you, the thought might go through your head. Okay, well that's great. But do you, you know, is that real? Do people really love who they are today? And I do believe that it exists. And I think believing that that's possible is probably the first step because I think for me, the way that I, am able to get past moments like that. It's just remembering just how short life is. And it's all these cliche sayings and quotes, but they're just so true. And that's why they've existed for so long. And if we can't enjoy today in my mind, if I can't enjoy today, then it's a wasted day of this precious gift of life. 
And so, yeah. It's, yeah. Cause I'm tired of saying no to things and like, oh, I can't do that because I can't be caught dead in a ba- bathing suit right now. Like it's, I'm missing out on so many life moments and memories and I'm, I'm sick of it, you know? So. Yeah. And what's crazy about that, not crazy, but what I think we forget is that people don't give a shit about what you look like in a bikini or if you're wearing makeup or if you have greasy hair or if you have saggy tits or if you have cellulite on your butt, <laughs> you know, like people, they just want yeah. to be around you. They love you for you and they want it, you know, they want you, your presence and your personality and your heart. And that's what goes down in the memory book. You know, I mean, having, being someone who lost a close friend almost a year ago, which is crazy. You know, I think about her all the time and not one of those thoughts have ever been, she did have drop dead gorgeous see-through eyes. But other than that, I've never thought once about what she looked like or what she wore or how her body was or how she looked in a bikini when we were out at the lake, you know, that's never crossed my mind. So, yeah, I think the biggest revelation I've gathered is that from even a little girl, I have put way too much value in beauty or looks or body. Me too. You know, I feel like my value comes from how good I look, how skinny I am. And I have felt that way for as long as I can remember. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why. And this is something I would love to talk to my therapist more about once I find one that I love. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I think that, you know, I think women probably do this a lot. I don't know. Who knows? I might be alone in this, but I just feel like my value in my, in the unconsciously comes from directly of who, what I look like as a woman. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of women feel that way. It's also part of our society. Yeah. I've even heard the term like skinny is power or something. Really? Yeah. It made me want to throw up. I'm like, what the F is that? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think it is kind of ingrained and I think in the past few months, we've been awoken to a lot of things. And maybe that's, you know, one of our personal things is because uh, I'm the same way. I put a lot of attention and time into my looks. Yeah. But then, you know, I also like mostly I try to focus on my health. I think I don't know if I'm in denial of it being an unhealthy thing, but I just know like you were talking about you had a rough weekend and I came home. I had a great weekend, but I don't know if it was exhaustion or what, but I just feel like I hit like a wall of, I don't know, like it feels like Groundhog Day a lot of days where we're just, you know, the girls are back in school. So you'd think I'd feel really, really great. Like, okay, I have some time back to myself, but now I just feel even more, I put this pressure on myself, but even more like I have to get so much done between the hours of like nine and three when they're not home. And so I'm just like, go, 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 go. And so is Bobby with his job. And then it's like, okay, pick up the kids. Okay. Now I still might have a few calls after three. And so we'll go back and forth with the kids. They'll watch TV and then we get dinner ready. And then it's like, by the time we get them in bed, it's like, okay, now some time for us. And then I stay up too late watching TV. And then I wake up at like 6am again and I'm exhausted. 
And so I just realized like I got to fix some stuff. Like it's not even necessarily like about being thin. It's about like, I just feel like crap from the weekend. Like I drank every night and ate bad and it just affects me more now when I'm so like off, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this week I got to get back into my routine of working out and at least attempting to eat healthy. I think I might do another juice cleanse. I don't know. I've just been feeling off. It's also like the week before my period. I know we've talked about this before, (laughs) but it like hits me really hard lately. I don't know. Yeah. And you were saying how like you and Bobby really need to go on a date. You just feel. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, also, I was like from last week's episode with Olivia saying to go on a date. I was like, oh, that's what I feel like I really need. So I need to just schedule that. It's like we spend so much time together in a way because we're always home, but we don't ever, we haven't really spent any quality time together, especially since he broke his wrist. And I feel like we just were in survival mode. Right. And now he's better from that. And, you know, he had got, he had got a new job. And so it's like, I feel like we're, I just need to schedule like a date. It's just hard to, I don't know. I feel like I've tried to schedule dates in the past and it just hasn't worked out. And so I just need to do it. Yeah. I think everything that we're saying is super relatable. Everybody is struggling in their own unique ways and everybody has a different situation and stuff going on. So I think what what is your kind of go-to when you're feeling just stuck and because I know for me, I don't like to stay in those places very long. I don't think anybody does, but I have to come up with a plan and ask myself, okay, what am I not giving myself that I need that's going to make me feel better and make a plan to implement that? What do you guys do? Yeah, I I don't like to live in that place long either. So my first step, honestly, was I was talking to God last night when I was laying in bed and I just realized that I hadn't been, it was weird because I was on this, it's funny how everything can change week to week because I was doing my Bible study every day and I was loving it. I was reading the Bible and I really felt like that was what God was calling me to do is like actually read the Bible. And then I don't know, I just stopped. Who knows why in the past like two weeks. And so last night, that's like my first step is just going back to prayer and going back into my Bible study and really just focusing on that. And then my next step after that is just making a plan of health. Like I feel like when I feel good on the inside, I feel good on the outside. So I did my Kroger click list and I picked it up this morning and got actually a bunch of the stuff, Kristen, you sent me that you're doing and just made a plan for the week of like food. And then I scheduled like workouts at the Pilates place that I go to. I scheduled some cryo sessions. I was like, okay, we're going to do all the things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think for me, I first starts with just um, like my spiritual state of mind. When that's off, it throws everything else off. Yeah. For me, the first thing I have to do, I don't know what it is. I think I used to be a fish um, because <laughs> – the first thing I always have to do is get into either a hot shower, or hot bath, and just like it's like almost like my way of meditating or pray, you know, my way of praying and getting like really, you know, honest and be able. It's just my meditation spot. So that's where I go to like really reflect on what's going on. 
Um, and once I'm in there, that's usually when I come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I take yeah. really showers and or baths. Um, Love that. Yeah. And for this, you know, every time is different, you know, when I've hit like a slump in my life, but this time it was like Megan said, I just don't feel good on the inside. So I, you know, and it's crazy because I'm already working out like at least three times a week. But what I realized is what I'm putting in my body has been just making me feel, if I'm being honest, like shit. So I was like, okay, I'm going to cut out alcohol. Um, I'm going to, you know, I started working with this trainer that I mentioned before, and she has started sending me meal plans. So I've been eating, you know, like rich vegetables, meat, proteins. um, And even, you know, I started this on Monday. It's now Wednesday. I already feel uh, so much better. And it's just ridiculous because I always forget how much even just eating well helps my mood and the way I feel. Oh, Which yeah, totally. Ridiculous, right? But it's so true. Like, what are you putting in your body? Because if you're feeling like crap, you know, there's a 90% chance it has to do with what you're eating and drinking. So um, that's a big thing. And then I also started, um, I'm going to be doing volleyball is something that's always made me happy. Um, and I'm finally starting a, a league in next month. So I'm super excited about that. Um so yeah, Fine. just like putting things in that make I know make me feel good and um, bring me joy. Yeah, and making those kind of non-negotiable routines in your life so that they can become habits, right? Right. Yeah. What do you do, Lauren? Yeah. <laughs> Same as y'all. I don't know. You know, I'm kind of in a we're in a spot right now where we're in survival mode meaning that we're just, there's so many things that have to get done on a daily basis that there's really no time to sit and reflect. But for me, my time that I spend, I'm in constant contact with the higher powers. (laughs) Like I always have to be thinking big picture and bigger than myself. And so just like I brush my teeth every morning, I've gotten into, it's just a non-negotiable habit for me where I spend time with God and in prayer and write out my gratitudes. And it doesn't have to be long. I think sometimes that might overwhelm people to implement something that like that in their life, but it can be two minutes, five minutes, or it can just be throughout the day, you know? And so we have a lot going on. As you guys know, we're moving cross country and we close on a house on the 16th. My husband hasn't, he was furloughed at his old corporate job since April. Um, he ended up choosing to leave the company and start his own business. And his new business also launches ironically on the 16th as well. And Mm. we have movers coming here on the 21st. We'll be driving cross country, moving to a different state, new city, my son's in, started virtual school yesterday. Uh, I started a new full-time job. And so I've been working full-time uh, remotely. And then once we get settled where we're going, then I'll be working full-time. So we have lots of change, lots of moving parts, lots of stuff <laughs> going on. So right now I'm just in that phase where I don't really, besides my time with God, like I know he's got this and that's 
and I have full trust and belief in that. And that's, I truly a hundred percent believe that he's got me, you know, cause I've asked for it. So each day I just focus on what has to get done and I don't really have time to, I guess, reflect. Maybe I will once I get settled where we're going, but that's kind of where we're at now. But whenever I do find myself in a dark place, I, similar to you guys, uh, my spiritual life is always my go-to. And then from there I come up with a plan. And for example, if I don't get out and move my body and that most days right now, that just means walking my dog for a mile or two miles, you know, and for 30 minutes or so. And if I don't do at least that, then I definitely feel my, I just get irritable and stressed out and I become a not nice mommy and probably wife too. So just making sure that I stick to those things, then it keeps me kind of on track. Yeah. 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 Well, I think, yeah, you're like in the thick of it and it's not that you can't take time to reflect. I, or at least for me, what ends up happening when I'm like in survival mode, I feel like one day I just wake up and feel it and I'm like, Whoa, what happened? <laughs> and yeah. I don't know where that comes from. It's just like all of a sudden, I don't know. Yeah. How to explain it. Do y'all, are y'all able to stay like feel connected with your husbands when you are in those dark times or is that something like you have conversations about? I was just curious how y'all handle that. Yeah. Well, like when I, when it hits me like that, like I can't not, I'm like usually crying. So he will know. Right. Uh, So yeah, I usually talk to him about it and we, you know, we were talking last night about like coming up with a plan to it sounds so silly but I'm just a night owl like (laughs) sounds so silly but I like literally need to be I need a schedule to go to sleep at night because I just want to stay up and I really do think that will help me (laughs) we get that from our dad (laughs) yeah with my state of mind because I like getting up with Joe for school and I wish I was more like Bobby like he does not require a lot of sleep and getting up at six is no big deal to him no matter what time he goes to bed and or at least he makes it look that way but for me it's a total game changer and it's weird because when I had like newborns and I wasn't sleeping when Rowan didn't sleep through the night till she was nine months old I wasn't struggling like this like I was fine it was weird. So I don't know if it's now that I'm used to getting regular sleep and then now we're waking up a lot earlier because through COVID we weren't, I mean, I was sleeping in till 7.38 a lot of days because they weren't going to school. But now that they're in school, I'm waking up at like 6.30. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's what's messing with me, but I definitely think it wouldn't hurt for me to go to bed at like 9.30 or something. Yeah. I think what I'm saying is I think it's important to even in those dark times, if you are aware of it, to keep your significant other somewhat in the loop and be vulnerable and have those conversations. Because I just know when I've done that in my relationship, it's just made me feel you know, even closer to him. And I just feel like we're so much stronger. And I just think it's a lot of times I find myself not wanting him to know um, because I'm like, I don't want anyone to know when I'm struggling. But when I you know, let myself be vulnerable. I'm so much, I'm so thankful and happy at the end of that. So for sure. Why do you think, is it because what you said earlier, why do you not want people to know? And especially Michael, is it because you feel unlovable in those moments? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm like, who can love someone who doesn't like the way they look? 
you know, or like is insecure. Like I just think that, you know, like I mentioned in the video, like insecurity is not necessary, is not very attractive, you know? So it's like, I don't want him to know I'm struggling or anyone to know. Um, but once I let those barriers down, I, you know, I'm thankful I did and I feel even better at the end of it. So mm-hmm. I think it's just a natural thing to want to hide when we're hurting or hide when we're, mm-hmm. and by the way, like, I'm not saying like that's to, if you that's what you do like how dare you like if that's the way you do things and it works for you then that's great but for me I prefer to be vulnerable and share what I'm actually going through because it helps me at the end of it yeah yeah for sure I think I do that but the motivation behind it is a little different for me I feel like if I if I was going through something major, then I'm definitely the type to open up and share and all of that. But if I feel like I'm just having an off day or something, a lot of times, even if I want to share, I kind of find myself not just because I'm not wanting to spread like negative energy. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But that's more, I think a little bit lighthearted. Like if I'm not so much in like a dark spot, I'm just kind of having a down moment that really, I know I'll get over super quick. So there's really no point in talking about it. At least that's what I tell myself in my mind. I don't know if that's (laughs) like valid or not, but yeah, yeah, I do that too. Like I know, I feel like y'all have told me in the past, like I hold things in and I definitely talk to Bobby about them, but I'm just not, when I'm in like a dark place or feeling really down. I'm not the type that wants to talk about it. I don't know why. I just have never been that way. So I feel like I've talked about it more now with a podcast than I ever have. But I, yeah, I usually try to like work through those things internally because usually if I like talk to Bobby or I just kind of talk to God or really think them through like the next day, I'm feeling a lot better. Right. So... I don't know. Just and I don't always... think there's anything wrong with that. You know, everybody yeah. has their way of coping, of dealing, of, you know, all the things. So um, yeah, I totally. think that's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is nice just to get all of our, <laughs> all of our stuff out there. We hope that yeah. in some way or some fashion that just us sharing and opening up and being vulnerable is somewhat healing for you as well um, or in some way touches you in a positive way and if nothing else just knowing that you're not alone we're right here with you going through this craziness and each of everybody's story is so unique and special and I think that so many beautiful things are going to come out of this time and if we don't see it now, I think we'll always look back and just see, I know, I think just, I don't know, there's just a sense of unity and knowing, you know, we posted that quote that we're not all in, we're not all in the same boat, but we are in the same storm. And that really is kind of how it feels. I really feel that on a like national level, even, or an even world level. (laughs) Yeah. I do love that quote. So do we want to extend last week's challenge or do we want to come up with a new one? Because I, to be completely honest, have not gone on a date with Chris. We do actually have dinner plans in the city this coming weekend, but it's actually with, we're trying, we only have a few days left here as y'all know. 
And so uh, we're trying to say our goodbyes to the people here. So we are going with another couple, but it'll be the first time I think kid free since Lord, I cannot even remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we should up the ante a little bit and even say like maybe plan a, a little getaway trip with your significant other. Well, that's kind of hard for yeah. kids, but I already, I have our trip planned with you. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> that, does that count? Yeah, that counts. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm excited. It, it, it doesn't have to be, it could be like one night at a hotel in downtown, wherever you live, you know, it doesn't have yeah. to be like an extravagant I do. I'll share this really quick because it was totally kind of outside of my, not comfort zone, but just something that I haven't ever done. So my husband and I have been together for, I don't know, how many years have we been together? Like 20 or something? 80. A long time. 172 years. This was right before COVID hit. And I just random, we hadn't been on a date in a long time. And he does not like surprises. But I just told him, I said, hey, we're going on a date Saturday night. And I did. I booked a local hotel that was literally like 10 minutes down the street from our house. And we went to dinner. And then I had gone and checked into the hotel early and kind of decorated it with candles and rose petals. And then we went back to the hotel and we were still home before (laughs) midnight So we didn't even spend the night, but, and it felt so, I don't know, it kind of felt scandalous in a way, even though we're married. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. But it just kind of added, it was so much fun. And, but he was like, whoa, who are you? Like, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny if you know us, but anyway, so even if you. Scandalous. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. Even if you do something like that. It doesn't even have to be an overnight. Just go take four hours and do something maybe out of the norm besides what you normally would go out and do. And I think so many people are doing dates outdoors now, which maybe they always have, but even more so now with COVID, which is so awesome. So if you live in an area where that's possible, I'd love that too, whether it's bike rides or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Do it. Get outside people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Get outside and go to therapy. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. That's awesome advice. If you're feeling stuck like we are, you know, we have our, we all have our good and bad days. Uh, We hope that this episode just makes you feel not alone. And we hope it motivates you to decide what you need to move forward and take action on that. So thanks for listening guys. And Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. It means so much to us. We need your five stars and your reviews. We appreciate it. We love you guys, and we will see you next week. Yes, see you all next week. Bye.